What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the OG Sports Show. It's your boy Chuck. Slow motion. B. And we are recording live from SBM Studios in South Tampa once again. Fellas, it's week six. Week six. What's week good, six. man? Everybody yeah, man. good? Before well, we get into anything, dog, can we just acknowledge since today was you know inauguration day, can we acknowledge the fact that Michelle Obama was looking like a early autumn pomegranate wine today? <laughs> pomegranate wine. I mean, she was. I know she smelled she like pink oil moisturizer and baby powder today because she was looking fantastic. Yes. Boy. Yeah, yes. Barack probably had to take one of them little blue pills or something. What? Yeah. Rock He better because he better at ginseng, gas station pills, whatever. Barack better. Little George Bush been wanting to steal her for the longest. <laughs> he was back on that again today. I saw he couldn't wait to see Michelle. Oh uh, yeah, sit sit me next to Michelle and Barack. <laughs> I can't blame him though. She was fine. She was. Yeah. Boy, boy, boy. Um, well, we got a lot to get into today, don't we? Yeah. Uh, on, a lot man. has happened. And... What's um, on your mind, B? Something on your mind before we get to the lit. What's up? What's um, up? Nah, remember I told you I got to work. So I know when I'm working. Nine straight days, 12 wow. hours. Hey, man. You got to do what you got to do, bro. Unlimited overtime. I'm going to get this money. Word. Damn. Take advantage. Shit. Take advantage. Everybody ain't able. Got to get to Starting on Saturday. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu. With the Kung Fu. <laughs> well, y'all ready to get into it? Let's go. Yeah, let's All right, do slow. It. What the league read, bro? What the league read for week six? We crowned uh, the 2020 NCAA football champion uh, a couple Monday nights ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was the Alabama Crimson Tide. Like, it's a big surprise. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, although I didn't pick them to win. I was rolling the dice. Obviously, it didn't pan out, but I mean, it kind of went as I expected it to go. I feel like it probably would have been a little bit closer if Trey Sermon would have been able to play the full game. Yeah. It may have been yeah. a different <clears throat> ball game. Uh, he may, have, you know, he would allow you know House to be a little bit more balanced, but they it was obvious lost by fourteen. Maybe. Fourteen. It was <laughs> obvious that Steve Zarkeesian knew that they didn't have a they didn't have an answer for Devontae Smith, and we finna set whoever y'all got on him on fire these first two quarters and just put the game out of reach. I mean, it wasn't out of reach until when? The mid end of the second half? Before before halftime? Yeah, right before halftime. Right before halftime and then it, it kinda, just got extended. It kind of started snowball. Yeah. So, Ohio State was in it for a while. Yeah. Um, they were even they were doing okay. They actually I, went back and forth. They went back and forth, yeah. For, for, first, for, first good quarter it was, and a half. It was a game. It was a right. game. And then, like you said, when uh, Sermon got hurt, that really that kind of took all the sail out the wind. That took the wind out of the sails. Of Ohio State, um, it definitely hurt. But yeah, it, I mean, Alabama was Alabama, and like y'all said, it 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 went how most people expected it to go. Um, they gave it a pretty good game, but Nick Saban got him another one. Yeah, uh, well, I I I give Nick, you know, some, his credit. He is uh uh the second coach, well, the second part, you know, the second school. Uh, to go undefeated and win that championship. The first school that I mean, it's only tip of my tongue. Mm. Um, I can't think. Come on, wire to wire. No, not wire to wire. Just undefeated national champions. Oh. There's another team out of North Florida that did it twice. Oh, uh, yeah, you know who they are. <laughs> and then you know Alabama just joined them uh, finally uh, as the second team, second school to win two undefeated national championships. So you know, big credit to to Nick. Um, I mean he's. 
it's hard not to win when you got the best players in the country. They um, got a machine. I yeah. mean, a machine. It's a machine. It's and I'm just curious when loaded. it's gonna stop. Nick Saban's what? He's he's in, he's in his he's mid sixties, late sixties. I think he's damn near seventy years old. Yeah, it's gonna be. No, a he while. might be seventy something. It's when gonna is, be a while. When is it gonna stop? It's gonna be a while because right now the way these kids are now, that's what they want to be a part of. But I give it to Nick Saban because he set the standard at that school. It's about winning the NCAA championship, not the SEC. Period. We're going to win the national championship. We got one. We don't have the funky uniforms. We don't have the all blacks. The motherfuckers not sexy at all. No, we're going to wear these white socks, these black (laughs) shoes. Them the same shit as Bear Bryant. Exactly. And what I what what just what I hate about the SEC is the fact that you know when Alabama wins, you know everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. The SEC is just different. The SEC is this. SEC is that. The SEC is Alabama and everybody else. Everybody Let's just keep else. it real. Yeah. Like if if Alabama has an off year, then yeah, LSU will sneak in and win. And you know Auburn snuck in a couple of years ago, you know a few years ago and win when Cam was there or made some chip to chip in in you know twenty thirteen to play against Florida State. But for the most part. It's literally two or three schools, and right. the rest are bums. Like Arkansas hasn't been nothing since when? No, Tennessee ain't been nothing since since uh, uh, Fulmer was coaching, and and, and, and I T. mean T. Martin was back there. T. Martin was a quarterback. Like they, none of those schools have been anything in the last you know couple of decades. So it's not the SEC is not different. Alabama's just different. It's a, it, yeah, it's, it's Alabama, and like you said, the SEC West. If you come through there. Then you probably gonna win the national championship, right, right? Because that's because SEC East. It's a toss up every it's year. Toss up. It's Georgia or Florida. That's it. And it, and but even with those two, they haven't been able to to get over the hump and win the big game. No, yet. they're not gonna win. So, they're not gonna beat the West team. Like Georgia needs offense. Florida needs a, a defense. Speaking of Georgia, what's crazy to me is Georgia is included in one of those what they call the blue collar programs. They haven't won since '82. <laughs> what makes them a blue collar program? How would you put them in the same category with all those others? They haven't won since '82. They're in Georgia. They're getting all the recruits out of Georgia. Yeah, but they obviously they can't get a coach to get them over the hump. And I looked at it. Mark Rick, you know, they was tired of him and they got rid of him. He literally has the same winning percentage as Kirby does now, after you yeah. know during the same amount of time. So it, it wasn't Rick, obviously, and Kirby ain't be able to get him over the hump. Who is? And they can't as long as Nick Saban's at Alabama. Yeah. Everybody else might as well forget it. It's not gonna happen. I think Alabama may take a little small step backwards with Sarkeesian leaving. I don't know what kind of offense uh, is coming in. I forgot who they, they even. I saw they were talks yet? about they were talk they were talking to Bill O'Brien possibly. Yeah. Um, then they already hire um your boy Doug Marone to be the yeah, offensive, offensive line. line. He's offensive a line, line, line coach. coach. They just need somebody to call the plays. So, but I don't. I, I honestly, I don't have any reservations about whoever they bring in. It's gonna work because you're still gonna have the best athletes in the country, at least in the South. They're all gonna go there for the most part. So whoever it is, this kid that's I, I coming in at quarterback, I don't, I don't know. You talking about the kid from California? Yeah, he's a runner. Unless they're gonna develop something around his strengths, he's not gonna throw it around like Jones did. You think about it though. Before Jones and before Tua. Name another Alabama quarterback that was lighting it up like they were. There wasn't one, mm-hmm. and they were still rolling. So, mm-hmm. to me, quarterback is never going to be the most significant position at University of Alabama. It's no, just the, not. The thing about Alabama is 
and what we've seen over the last 10, 12 years is they're getting the best offensive linemen yes. period. in the country. That period. is the key. They're getting the best offensive linemen in the country. Because all of those boys going first All of round. them go pro. Mm-hmm. First, second round. Yep. And they're man-child. So right. Yes. They get all of them, and you got to come and sit a good year or two before you even sniff the field because there's – Five other guys that have been that sat two years and did their time, got in the program. But then you only need about you only need one year in the spotlight, and that's you, it. And you on Mel Copper's big board, it. and so you playing that, for the premier That's the key. Program. So that's why they can they can get a Coker from Florida State and still win. They can win with Jalen Hurts not really putting up numbers in the air right. offensively. Um, then you go to Tua and Mac Jones, who are very good passers, and you don't have to run the ball like you like when you had Derrick right. Henry and Mark Ingram and. And and everybody else on that squad, so that that's why that's the key to that machine. Like if they start losing and not getting the best offensive lineman in the country, then I think you might see them slow down. But look at their wide receiver room the last couple of years. They have become wide receiver you. Like I know people talk Alabama. about Alabama. That I know people talk about right. people talk about Clemson because D Hop no. and no. you know no, and, and 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 them cats came out of there. Yeah, they got some studs to come out of there, but. But that since, room in Alabama is But since Julio Jones, since 2008, 2009, they've putting them out every man. year. That room is stupid. That every year it's always one. Julio stupid. Jones, Calvin Ridley. Now your boy. Um, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Um, Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs. Ridley. Ridley. Waddle this year. Waddle. <laughs> come out too. But you know what was funny last year? Um, I thought that Smith was better than them anyway. Yeah. Um. I said, I said, six is the best. The other two fast, they going to the show, but six is the better receiver. Six looked like the more complete receiver. To yeah, me. he did. It looked like his hands. I, I, I love. Um, what's the kid that's in the Oakland now? Henry uh, Rose. Rose. I love his route running, his ability. He's a superb athlete. But I felt like six had like the best complete game out of all of them. But that just goes to show you like just how good that room is. That all those other cats. Had six kind of in the background, and now he just jumped out of nowhere. Well, not really out of nowhere, but he kind of, you know, he 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 definitely stepped on the stage this year and did his thing. And I'm proud yeah. of him for being the first receiver since, you know, uh, Desmond. since Desmond to win the, win the Heisman, which you know it was, it was long overdue for another. He won all the awards. He won all the awards, man. <laughs> long overdue for somebody other than the quarterback to finally right. win it, and he definitely deserved it for sure. And it's not like the quarterbacks didn't put up numbers because them, right? They did. Mac Jones. Kyle Trash, them boys put up numbers. They did. I thought for sure that they were going to give one of them awards to Sunshine, but Smith cleared them all. He, he, he missing them games. He missed too him. many games yeah. due to COVID. They want, trust me, they wanted to give it to him, but he's missing them games that, that they couldn't really just – you can't justify that. Missing those games, and especially what Six ended up doing uh, for the year, there's no way they could have not given it to him. It would have been a travesty if they did. I know we're going to get into it probably later, closer to the draft, but what do you see him – in the league, he's gonna be have to be a guy that they're gonna have to move around. He's not a guy that they have to, that's gonna sit on the perimeter. I think what's gonna hurt he, him he is, is he's a small dude. Yeah, that's the, that's what's gonna hurt him is his size. You know, what remind he reminds me of he reminds me of a faster Marvin Harrison. That's what everybody yeah. been comparing him to. Yeah. He reminds me of a faster Marvin Harrison, and Marvin Harrison was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit skinnier, than a little Marvin. bit skinnier than Marvin. Yeah. He, yeah, if he could, if Hope he, he ain't could, no killer like Marvel. Excuse me. Don't, <laughs> don't nobody know nothing about that. <laughs> if he, if he could have that kind of career, if he can only hope to have that kind of career, man, that's, I mean, that's Hall of Fame, Hall of yeah. Fame. But like I said, it's going to be somebody's going to, have to move him around um, because of the fact that he's going to, have to take advantage of some of those matchups. 
Um, but with that speed, though, I mean, you think about it. If they put him on the slot against a, a strong safety or a, or, or outside linebacker, he'll eat them alive. Yeah, eat them alive. So that's where you can utilize him the most. But I'm just worried about the the hits he'll take. Like I said, he is a small cat. I know they list him. I don't forgot what they list him at. I think he said when he got to Alabama, he was 160. And that was a lie. He was not 160 when he got there. And he might be, I don't think he 160 now. Right. He might be 165 now leaving, but um, he just a little cat. But that cat, he's tough, though. It's going to be tough. interesting of how the draft slots for teams and needs where he actually falls. I say if if the Jets don't take a quarterback, if they're going stick, to stick with, with Sam Donald, they need to take him. They looking at the tackle from Oregon. Because you pair pair Seville, whatever his name is, with Makai Begden. Yeah. You got your tackles for 10 years. Who is Donna going to throw to? I mean, you got all kind of receivers coming out. Yeah, but, I mean, the best. though You pass up the best for a tackle. But you don't take a receiver at two, though. In most cases, no, you don't. That's high. When you desperate as desperate as the Jets are for any kind of offensive power, so what did we just talk about with the key to Alabama's success? That the offensive line, good teams with good to great offensive lines win consistently. I agree. So, and and at that number two slot, that's offensive line type money. I agree, but when I think about the Jets, they've got to put points on the board. You know what I'm saying? Points on the board, and then once we get past COVID. Butts in the seats. That's why they're. That's why they're gonna take a quarterback. They should. I think. I personally think we'll get it. No, we'll get into it. I think they should trade for. Um, uh, don't um, say Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Man, don't send Deshaun. I mean, they one of the few teams that got the draft capital to get him. That's what I. That's what. That's what I mean. I wouldn't want to go up there. I mean, it, it, Adam Gates ain't there anymore, man. They got a new cat in there that everybody but, loves. But the ridicule and the pressure of New York. It'd it be a lot, but. I mean, it, it, I mean, so let's we we talking about it. We might as well get into it. So, well, well we can't get into it. Yeah, we got to get into it. the other. Uh, we we we're talking about the rest of the games, right? We got to uh, recap the rest of them, right? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. like I want to jump into. Let's let's get out a quick recap yeah. in for these so, other games, and then we'll get into it. So, congratulations to Alabama. Alabama. I mean, not a we'll not a shocker. Next year, see you next you'll year. probably be in the same spot. You might lose one game next year. <laughs> to who? To themselves in the uh, red and white. game. <laughs> they lose one game and then come back and still they win. Come it back all. and make the playoffs yeah. as the four seed. Well, we came off the NFL playoffs. Um, no shocks. Just a little bit uh, scratch your head that you thought teams would probably play a little better, but there were no really upsets. Uh, well, I guess yeah. a lot of the Buccaneers game, some people consider upset. I don't consider upset. Not after watching it. But um, pretty much it went like it sh- should go, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I think pretty the much. biggest takeaway for me was um, uh, probably the Buffalo and, and, and Baltimore, Baltimore game. Baltimore game. Because it seemed like Buffalo, I mean, like Baltimore had pretty much the answer for Buffalo's offense. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of, you know, without the pick six, they only scored 10 points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Baltimore basically gave now the Chiefs the blueprint to kind of contain their offense. It's just a shame that, that Lamar and the boys couldn't get enough going offensively for Baltimore to, to, to win that game. That was a big takeaway for me. Um, and then also uh, how uh, the Chiefs are going to respond to Mahomes, you know, being shook up a little bit. And is he going to be 100% uh, for this he'll one coming be, up? He'll, He's uh, definitely going to play. He practiced today. Yeah, he yeah. practiced full today. Oh, yeah. 
I believe if they he probably could have came back in that game. Uh, and what was weird though uh, was the reason why they put him in the concussion protocol because they said when the guy grabbed him, he choked him. Yeah, and he kind of blanked out from the choke. Yeah, because he looked as you saw him when they went to pick him up, he stumbled a little yeah. bit. Uh, when they went to to pick it up and how it I, it just it took me by surprise I'm like I, he didn't get hit in the head I was yeah. like what happened right um so um yeah because they were rolling up until that point like it was gonna be a blowout up until that point so I think it'll still be a good game uh, with them in Buffalo um you know we'll get to the pick uh, of that later but that kind of stood out for me was what happened with him to me to me the other games on the NFC side kind of went the way I expected them to go. For the most part, even though I did pick the Saints to beat the Bucks, once I saw Drew Brees out there shot putting that thing around the field and couldn't really get it, you know, no more than 10, 12 yards on the field, I'm like, there's no way they're going to win this game. There was no way, uh, like, unless Tom Brady throws it away, unless he throws a couple of pick sixes, I'm like, there's no way that the Saints are going to win that game, not with the way Drew Brees was looking. And Green Bay was just Green Bay. I mean, they just looked too good. They looked like a machine out there. Damn Devontae Adams, man. That dude. <clears throat> They, you know, what was crazy to me is that I saw that they used him similar to the way Alabama used six against uh, Ohio State, where they ran him all over the place and mm-hmm. tried to make Jalen chase him. And you can only run so much, especially when he's, you know, uh, uh, in motion halfway across the field. There's no way he that Jalen was trying to get around all the other right. cats to stay with him. And they and they took they used it to their advantage. And um, I don't see the Bucks having an answer for him either, uh, to be quite honest. But it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. Well, Green Bay will challenge Bucks downfield. Oh yeah, they, they won't be. If you look at the the game, the Saints game, the Saints defense actually played the Bucks how they want to play them. They played the two deep zone. Yeah, they took away the big game, uh, big throws. Yeah, Mike Evans caught that one ball, and that was it. And we we all knew that. Yeah, I don't know what Lattimore, what the secret is. He got it, but <laughs> he got it. He. He caught a he had, what he had like he had he, he had, had a he one, had a, one catch for the one for the touchdown. touchdown that was That's it. it he shut everything else everything down everything else down you I think, I think I'd say it's more mental than, than anything else with him he is in he Lattimore's said in his head because every time Mike Evans trying to go at him I don't know what he's saying to they him. had to separate him uh, again they were ready to fight again because Mike Evans yeah. he's in his head he's in his head yeah. um, minus the turnovers it's a different game yeah. Because if you notice, the Bucks, that's where they scored all their points. They off scored the seventeen title. points off turnovers, I think. So, I mean, for me as 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 a Bucks fan, and I'm not a fanatic, so I, I can be objective. And you know, when they play bad, they play bad, and right. when they play the defense, and and this is the form, and this is why I said, um, I why I posed a question last episode is if they get past the Saints, what do you think? their chances of making the Super Bowl. Mm. And that's because we got playoff Lenny. Leonard Fournette is running the ball. Um, Ronald Jones is running the ball. The defense took away. The only thing Drew Brees could do was the short passes and ding and dunk. So we we said Todd Bowles had to be aggressive. He couldn't sit back in a zone and let Drew Brees hit a five-yard out, hit a comeback route in the middle of the field, hit a cross in the middle of the field. They took the short shit away. Made Drew Brees challenge him deep, and and it held up. Right. Um, and they got turnovers. And when getting those turnovers, 
They didn't just turn them into field goals. No, they took. They, they got touchdowns. Right. Yeah. And that and that and that's, I, I guess for me as as looking back, the difference between Jameis and Tom Brady is Brady's not gonna make that mistake. Um, when it comes time to, he's not gonna make the crucial mistake in in, in a crucial time. Brady's not um, gonna force. Anything. He's not gonna force anything. He's gonna take what you're gonna give him. Yeah, and that's it. Right. He may take a one or two shots, but that's about it. But for the most part, whatever you give Brady, that's what he's gonna take. I give it to him. He is smart. He's at this stage where he, like I say, he's 43 years old. He's seen. He everything. knows what he's capable of doing and what he's not capable of doing anymore. Right. So he's not. He's not trying to make those Brett Favre throws. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That Jameis is still, you know, thinking I can still make. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'll, I'll give him that uh, for sure, but. I think it's going to be a tough game for them to go up to Green Bay. Like I said, I don't think the Bucks have an answer for Devontae at all. Um, they're going to have to depend upon putting pressure on Aaron Rodgers and getting him off of his square. To to to. to but you know he 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 can run. He can. Yeah. I mean he's not a runner, but he can but run. He's mobile he, in he the can pocket. make moves yeah. to get the ball off to where he wants to. What I what I want to see and what I think it, what I think is going to be a telling part of that game is. Whoever is able to run the ball successfully and who and whoever can stop the run, because if Tampa Bay can go up there and shut um, Green Bay down, Jones, shut down Aaron Jones and company down in the run, and force Aaron, force force Aaron Rodgers to have to beat you throwing the ball by in himself. that in by himself in that weather, the Bucks have a very good chance of winning that game. Yeah, because like we just said, Tom Brady's not gonna make too many mistakes. He's not. And He's I think not. Green Bay's defense is not as good as. Saints it's defense. not as good as the Saints defense. They're no slouches now. No, they, they not, can, no, they, they have a very slouches. good. They have very good secondary, and they got some. They pass got some. Rush. They got some decent, uh, decent linebackers. But where I think they and well, I can't even say lack in the middle. They have a good defense because yeah, they, they got they, some pass. They rush. got that they man. Got, they they got, got, a, got that man child in the middle. Kenny Clark is a is a beast, man. Yeah. They got a Pro Bowler on one end, and the other other end got snubbed as a Pro Bowler. Yeah. It it's a good defense. I don't think they're not. As good as the Saints defense, but it is a as very old, yeah. as old. It's a very good defense. So I think it, the Saints coordinator should get more uh, um, credit for how good def- the Saints defense is. They have great position players, but I think their their play calling on defense is what kind of sets well. them apart from Green Bay. But anytime you got a secondary like theirs, you can do what you want. You can do what you want. Yeah, when you can tell, take the number one receiver away. That's yeah, <laughs> I I just like how the Bucks offensive line kind of held that pass rush. Yeah, they shit. did. They They've did. Because Cam Jordan, you didn't hear his name. He had nothing. He had nothing he outside of, of like once or twice when they got back there and Brady had to get rid of it quick or took. I think it took like two sacks or something like that. Yeah. Um, they held up, and that damn uh, Ryan Jensen man. He be ready to fight yeah. every week. He, I don't he has like mental him, issues, man. He, he, an he needs to be fought, dog. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm gonna let a man with a with a red ponytail push me around like that. And be he in my, don't care. We gotta fight. You pl- you played with them type of dudes. I know, and yeah. I still don't like him to this day. Yeah. We gotta fight, dog. Every time I see him, I'm like, man, well, hey, why ain't nobody tried him yet? <laughs> do I know we, he's big, but golly. Do we think? What are, what are you you guys' thoughts about Lamar Jackson? I think Lamar, um, I think Lamar can be an above average quarterback. I'm not gonna say that he can be great, even though he won the MVP. I'm not gonna say he can be great just yet. 
I think with the right coordinator. Because Greg Roman ain't it. No. With the right talent around him. Because he don't really have a whole lot of options right now on the outside. I mean, Hollywood Brown is decent, but he and needs he, more than that. And he got Andrews, the tight end. Right. Lamar, he has to he has to get him a good coordinator, and he got to stay with him his whole career. Because I think if he if they do him like they did James Williams, where he got you know, yeah, he three and four different coordinators, it's never going to work out. He's got to find somebody that can that's going to say, okay, we're going to utilize his talent to the to the best of our ability, and and take advantage of what he can do, and not worry about what he can't do so much. He's going to have to work on his just passing skills. I I, I think it's more of because we've seen Lamar since he was at Louisville, and I'm pretty sure Did we, can, we we I'm sure we could pick up some we can pull up some old high school highlights, and he probably was slinging that thing around too. He was. I I think it's more of. And they've kind of been chirping at it this season as far as, like, the offensive play calling is predictable. And everybody's getting on Greg Roman. And they're saying Greg Roman kind of did the same thing with Kaepernick. Like, had them two years where Cap took off and was 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 really putting the numbers up. And then it got stale and Cap kind of fell off. I think I think Greg Roman is – it's time for him to go. And I think that's probably one of the changes that, that, that they are going to make because of that chirping at early in the season. As far as the play play calling becoming more predictable, but like you said too, they got to they got to get another receiver. Yeah, they got the running backs. They got Dobbins. They got the boy uh, Gus. What's what's his last? Edwards, Gus, Gus. They got yeah. Gus Edwards. <clears throat> they got Dobbins. I think Mark Ingram was done. They, Mark, they, re- they released him already. Oh, okay. Yeah. They released him and uh, Rob. I Griffin. saw when I saw when he wasn't when he did not play. You know, coach's decision. Like okay, he's, yeah, he's yeah. They he, released him and Rob Griffin. Yeah. So them gone. So Lamar has to continue to get better as a passer because he got that playoff monkey off his back. So he has to continue to get better as a passer. And they that the team, they have to keep putting more around him. Um, and I, I think he'll be all right, man. It's just – I think part of the big part, in my, just is my observation of his passing, is that, you know, to use a baseball reference, Lamar has a fastball, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, he's got to be able to, to learn some no, touch. No, when he put the touch on the ball, right. when, to, when to gun it. Right. Because um, I think, it's, and I think it's due to his release, and to be honest with you, he reminds me a lot. I know this is a you know pretty easy you know uh, comparison, but he reminds you a lot of Vic when he was first you know his first yeah. few years in the league. All he had was that fastball because he knew how to sling it. Mm-hmm. Now when he got under Andy Reid in Philadelphia, you saw Vic became a more complete quarterback. I think if he can get lucky enough to get somebody, maybe like a Pep Hamilton, uh, to really groom him as a quarterback, then he could he could possibly be great. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it's, it's going to take some time. You know, people people are already talking about this kid's ceiling. He's only 24 years old. He's right. turning 24. Like, Tom Brady's 43. Like, this kid's got plenty of time to, you know what I'm saying, to, to establish himself as a good quarterback. And people just need to pump their brakes and calm down and stop. You know, I've saw talks about should Baltimore look for another quarterback. For what? He's 24 years old. And he just won MVP last year. Relax. And he just won a playoff game. Relax. And still putting up offensive numbers. People, the you, the the impatience when it comes to young quarterbacks in the last couple of years is really just baffling to me. Like, I just don't, I don't understand it. Like Tua, they already looking talking about getting rid of Tua and after one year, after one year, and all know. that is that's caused Deshaun Watson. Talk. It's just that's it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's championship week is gonna be a good one definitely. Um, and and I, I definitely want to see how the Bills do when they go to when they go to uh, Kansas City. Should be see a good how one. That. Should be a Should good, be a good one. one. When you're watching Kansas City, and like I say, I always watch it. 
who's been offensive coach for so long. I just watch the concepts of the offense. I don't see how you stop it. When it, when it's rolling, I don't see it either. And 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 it, and usually it's rolling without much of a running game. No, they don't um, need it. No, I mean, and, and think about it. They didn't even have Sammy Watkins last week. How do you stop it? Yeah. Like you can't. You can if you double uh, Tariq Hill, Kelsey's and, gonna murder you in the and middle. They don't allow you to double him because you can't. They move him. They align him at running back. They'll throw him in the slot. He's motioning. And what they do, and I'm looking at the defenses. They, the most defenses they're facing are playing cloud coverage mm-hmm. because of the fear of the cheetah running past. Oh, yeah, being beat and over all the top. he does is just run them off and boom, hit he, the middle of the zone. He runs, a, he runs across that cloud every time, <laughs> and you got some fool trying to chase him. It, you're never going to run and then with Cal, him. And Kelsey's in the back door. Yeah. I'm wide open. Waiting to see, okay, two of y'all going to go over there? <laughs> Kelsey, I'm right. <laughs> like it, it, there's nothing you can do. That's why I say it's just it's it's all as great as Buffalo has looked. It's gonna be tough for them to go up there and beat them because they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to score. They got to score. They got to score thirty plus at least at the very least to be in the game. And I think if they score thirty, the Chiefs gonna score fifty. Like it's gonna be. A, I think I hope it's a better game than what what it, it may turn out to be. But you know, I I'm excited to watch it. To kind of see how that happens, like I said, because I've, I've I've been, um, you know, I've been critical of uh of Buffalo and and and, and the quarterback uh, all year, but you know I'm I'm a, I'm a believer in you know he does what he needs to do to, to to keep the team rolling, but I just don't know if he got enough if they got enough to to go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs' killer's heel is their defense. Their defense, it's horrible. But it's lately bad. they've been playing just good enough. Yeah, if. If you if you're Andy Reid's, you can tell your defense just can you get hold them to twenty at least. What what defense in it? What 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 philosophy like in the NFL? You just, say can you hold them to hold 20? them to twenty? No, three touchdowns, no more than that. We'll do the rest. We'll do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but the games will be interesting, man. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch them. We'll see how it goes. So, what else have we got on the NFL? We got. A lot of coaches' week. vacancies that have not been filled. There's two left. By Texans, people Texans, of color. Yes. Coaches of color. They have not. We got one technically in New York. He's Muslim. Okay. Uh, he counts. He's a yeah, person yeah, of color. But specifically, if we want to specifically get into it, we want to talk about black coaches. Okay. And yeah, I, I, this is a, a, a sore subject for me because i just I just been despised by – the NFL and their attempt to try to, to to give us a chance, you know, for as long as I can remember. And for me, it just does – this year specifically doesn't make any sense. You know, no. a lot of times their excuse is, oh, well, there's not enough black coordinators in the pipeline. Leslie Frazier has been a defensive coordinator for how long? Ken Norton has been defensive coordinator for how long? Uh, Todd Bowles still defensive coordinator. We go to the offensive side. Now we got Byron Leftwich. Eric Bieniemy obviously has been a coordinator for forever. Pep Hamilton, you ask, go back and ask Aaron Luck. I mean, Andrew Luck, who was who was significant in his development, not just at Stanford, but when he got to to Indianapolis, and then ask, oh boy, uh, a uh, bear in uh, in in um, San Diego this year, how much of a of an impact did Pep Hamilton have on his on his year this year? 
So there's no excuses. Like, they're out there. Another one, Raheem Morris. Raheem, with head coaching experience. Two but, times. Two interim, two interim stints. Right. When no, the Bucks, it wasn't even interim. He was the, he was no, the head he was coach. Good. So what's the excuse now? Like, it is, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. But when you got – we have all these black coordinators – in the pipeline, ready to be hired, but yet you go hire a special teams coach for the Giants. Tight ends. You go hire a quarterback coach for um, Cincinnati. and Not Cincinnati, but um, the quarterback coach is in Cleveland now. He was a quarterback coach, and now he's a, now he's a head coach. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it, there's really no excuse for it anymore. And it's just, it's just sad when, like I said, we got you know, a league of 70% black, but we have no representation you know, on in the front office or on you know the head man on the sideline. So I I, I don't get it. I don't get. It. I mean, I, I it's it's ownership. You got one minority, one minority owner. The rest of them all white men. You there 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 is there's the reasoning right there. Somebody has to be willing to. Other somebody other than the Roonies, have to be willing to take that step. And take that leap of we're gonna hire you and stick with you, right. because to me Anthony Lynn got a he got a raw deal. Did he ever? Yeah. You give Did him he, ever? he got a raw deal. Like he he ha, he has a rookie quarterback. Just took him to the playoffs last year, right? Not mm-hmm. just a rookie quarterback, yes. but he also lost arguably his best defensive player. Best defensive player. And so he's out as a coach for what? What reason? Don't make any sense. And firing Hick, I I I never, it, like we all we all coaches, and I, I always say, firing the coach is not the answer all the time, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL. Well, really at no level, maybe at little league, but in college, the college coach has to recruit his people to at least three to four years, five years at the very least. NFL, you got to bring your philosophy, your what you want to do in. You know, what they did to Steve Wilkes in Arizona was crazy. Horrible. One year? Horrible. One year? Horrible. And you'll probably never get another chance. No. You, you have to be, as a black coach, you have to be exceptional to keep your job. Look at Jim Caldwell. Yes. Since Detroit let him go, Detroit ain't been shit. And this man took him to the playoffs, had a above 500 record, but they let him go. You got to be Mike Tomlin. You got to win two you Super You got to be Mike Tomlin. And, well, just not like even Mike Tom. Like Mike Tom, they calling for Mike Tomlin. They're probably up, up there. Maybe not because I got a guy that worked one of my coworkers. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He was mm-hmm. like, they they're not talking about Tomlin because they everybody up there knows that's the Steelers don't fire coaches. Right, right. They don't fire coaches. Right. It's like B said. The Roonies have a standard there. Right. That's know? the standard. You know, it, even if Mike Tomlin did get fired, he can't say, "Man, they shafted." I didn't me. get a chance. Right. No. Yeah. They gave you every, you, you got all opportunities. All opportunities. But that's in my like you said, that's the way it should be. Like coaches need they need time to establish the certain environment that they want for their for their squad. Especially to be in college. Like I, I think right. in any college that doesn't sign a five year deal is out of their mind. You're wasting time. Right. It, you, it, yeah, you give a coach a three year deal in college, that's a waste of time. Waste because of time. you're gonna give him three years to coach somebody else's players that right. they recruited. By the time his get there, you're going to fire him and get find somebody else. And then you got to start that, all, that process all over again. And that's why, like, I never understood, like, as Florida State fans, why people are talking about fire Nor- Norville. Mike Norville's not going anywhere. No. You fire Mike Norville and we'll be we'll be 
horrible for the next 10 years. Next 10 years. Exactly, because who's going to step in? Who's going to step in? Right. And as you see, as as our team, as he's doing, all those players are weeding themselves out. Mm-hmm. And he's getting the players that. They said 43 out of the 76 players he inherited are gone. Yeah, they gone. said that he's he's turned it over by, I think, 60% of the roster he's already turned over since he, he's come on. He's turned over 60% and that's, of the And that's a, it's a COVID-ridden year. Yeah. Yeah. So now you give them a, a how to deal with the pandemic unless they shut everything down again. Right. Hopefully give them one full year. One full year, one full that's and and you see what you do. But like it, I I just like I don't that that always baffles me. Like, um, Gase got what three four years. Yep. And he gonna get another job. He's gonna get another job. Horrible. Yeah. Um. Who else? Bill O'Brien. Got full control of personnel. Everything. 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 And he's gonna get another job. He'll get another job. Yeah. Um, but Steve Wilkes, he may be a position coach. Yeah, that's what he is now. Forever. You know what I'm saying? Jim Caldwell. Have we seen him? He ain't been back in the league. No, Tom. he got he got fired as a head. I I think Jim Caldwell doesn't want to be. I don't think he wants to be back in. I don't know. Well, I no, he know. actually interviewed for one of those jobs. I mean, it's, but. It's just sad, man, because, like you said, you you know, us as black men, you want to tell your kids and your sons, and all of us have sons, that you can do anything. You know what I'm saying? You put your mind to work hard. You know, you have all opportunities in the world. But that's just not true. That, Unfortunately, that, it's not. Your, because Your ceiling might be a position coach in the NFL. It might be. And it's, that's sad. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, thinking about, you know, just what, you know, today, you know, saying we have, you know, first black woman vice president in the country. You know, again, we get to see Barack and Michelle. And you think, man, I'm glad I will, you know, I'll be able to see that in my lifetime. But we, I don't think we'll, we'll see uh, a NFL where there's ha- at least half of the, the head coaches <laughs> no. are black in our lifetime. We're not going to see that. <laughs> you saw a black uh, president before you saw a black head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll ever. See oh him. no, not never. no, not what Jerry Jones. Even if Jerry gone. dies, his son gonna take over. Yeah, we still won't see. No, him. no, and I think that's the major issue. Uh, is having that black face of uh, the head of the face of your organization. People don't want a lot do of it. Pro- people have problems with that. They can't do it. They can't do it. You know, it's hard for them, and it's. I don't think it's more so. Their fans that the owners are worried about than themselves. To it's be the, honest with it's, you. Yeah, it's the it's the people that hold stockholders. Yeah, and 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 no, it is the fans because fans those tickets. I mean, you think about like Dallas, they still buying tickets to go to that stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna go. So that's that's a significant part of the revenue. Like, look at uh Mar- Marvin Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. Maybe Cincinnati really wanted to sell another tickets. We can agree that Marvin Lewis got way more rope than yeah, he should have. Yeah, he did. He did. With 10 years? 10 plus. Yeah. 10, plus 10, 10 plus years? Okay, like when he got fired, we can't. Yeah. What you going to say? You can't say Not, nothing. You you can't say nothing. Like, but you can't, but we can say something about, like, say, Raheem Morris not getting the head job in Atlanta after he. He made them respectable the last I, few I, weeks. At the interim, I, 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 that's why the only I, I have a hard time seeing an interim coach get a job. Yeah, yeah, in because most, in most cases, because they because you're taking over a staff that's over not staff yours, that's right? Not yours. But still, at the same time, you th- you would have thought that the way he handled that situation, some someone else would have been like, you know what, he did a great job of pulling that holding that mess together after they fired their head coach. Let's give him another opportunity. He he's he's gonna have two ghosts, and I think where is he going on? Um, 
Jacksonville, Jacksonville to be a defensive coordinator. Be defensive coordinator. So he's gonna have to go to Jacksonville, put a spectacular defense on the field for at least one year, maybe two, and then I think he. But that the sad thing is he may not still get his he shot. He may not still get. His but shot. you know what's crazy though is that he got to go to Jacksonville to be to be a defensive coordinator for a coach who quit on a team in Florida, went to Ohio State, and quit again. Helped to cover up. One of his coaches beating his wife, he took a break and was on TV for a couple of for a couple of years, and now he's got another opportunity. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. He get, Raheem slates clean. He's done a great job where he's been, but now he got to go coach for he got to go work for another man who basically had to be forced out of his last job because he helped one of his coaches cover up beating his wife. But he got a head job. You feel what I'm saying? That's that's the stuff that we have to deal with. That's frustrating to me because. You know, we get like you talk about Steve Wilkes and Anthony Lynn. Those are model men. Like those are the men you want you want your sons to look up to and say, you know, that's the person I want to be like. You know what I'm saying? Especially Anthony Lynn. I watched, you know, video of him and his wife going to Africa and and helping to build schools and and to get fresh water in certain parts of the country and part of the continent that didn't have it. That's the man that you want. That's a that's a man that you want to model your, your yourself after. He gets fired, and he may not get another opportunity. But this cat that helped some another coach cover up beating his wife, he take a couple years off, and he gets another opportunity just like that. And they don't bring it up. No, we're not even talking about it no more. Like, it never even happened. But he got a job, though. You know what I'm saying? We can't have those type of shortcomings and still get jobs. No. And that's what's frustrating to me. And it's, you it, can't turn down a job. No. Whatever job they offer you, you better take you it. Better take it. And it's, it's a good transition for us to – I know we're going to talk about uh, – uh, Deshaun Watson in his situation because it's very similar to the black quarterbacks, you know, plight in the NFL as well. Because they got to be model citizens, they got to be absolutely perfect, got to go above and beyond. They got to be twice as good as their white counterparts, or they're tossed to the side, or moved to receiver, or whatever. So it just crazes me. It's disappointing, and you know, it just, I guess, at this point, it is what it is. What can we do? Deshaun Watson. Like you segue to wants out of Houston. Um, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. Either. Big shout out to his agent for getting the contracts up the way that he did because he holds all the leverage. You can you can't trade me because I have a no trade clause, but I want to be traded, and you're gonna trade me where I want to go. He can veto any trades anywhere else. They gotta trade him where he wants to go, and that's what I love. Yeah, I I think the the thing with him is that that cap number for one. And there's only a few teams that has that has the assets to acquire him, the Jets, and the Dolphins, that have the draft capital because Deshaun Washington is going to demand multiple first round picks. Right, absolutely. Multiple first round picks, um, and possibly a star or two. Like some of the Jets gonna have to give up somebody that they hold. They ain't got nobody. As well as the Dolphins, they ain't got nobody to give up. The Dolphins may have more than that, but the Jets ain't got nobody else to give up. Yeah. So, I, I as much as I want to see the young man go and go somewhere else to shine, I think he's stuck in Texas, man. I don't think so, bro. I think he can. I think he because, like I said, he holds all the leverage. He cannot play, and that's absolutely what he should do. He should. He should. He should watch what happened with Dak Prescott and say, you know what? I'm not going out there until they give me what I want. And if what I want is a trade, I'm not going out there until I get it. He's already got his. Well, he's under deal. He's though. under deal. He's under a deal, but if he says. I'm not playing. What are they going to do? They can find him. Yeah. They, they, can get, can, they can get some of that money back. So what? 
I'm sitting on how much anyway? I don't need that money. Trust me, y'all y'all are gonna need me sooner than I'm gonna need you because I have I I don't I'm not I don't need this money. So if I sit out week one, week two, week three, what you gonna who you gonna play with? You're gonna have to do something. Either you're gonna keep finding me or you're gonna trade me one of the two because I'm not coming until you do. And if I'm his agent, that's what I'm advising him to do. Because you saw what happened to Dak Prescott. He 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 he, you know, went along with the organization in good faith, signed that tender, and now where is he at? Deshaun holds all the leverage. He's almost like James Harden. James Harden's like, I'm gonna show up fat. I ain't playing. Y'all better get me out of here. Bro, how you lose 20 pounds? <laughs> 30 pounds in like two days, man. Get me out of here. Or, or it's gonna, I'm going to look like Professor Clump out here. Yeah, the funny week. shit I seen when they say James Harden got to New York and took the fat suit off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. he, turned it, he went from Professor Clump to Buddy Love when he got to, to Buddy to Love. But I'm, that's, if I'm Deshaun Watson, that's what I do. I'm going to sit out here for as long as I can until y'all figure out what y'all want to do. I just when y'all come back don't want him to go to Jets. Man, the Jets could be a good situation. We don't know. My man, your boy from San Francisco could turn that thing around. The Jets could be pumping and jumping in another couple of years. You never know. Speaking of San Francisco, I heard a lot of people was thinking he was trying to angle to go there. Now yeah, I think if he went there. They they want they they talk about him going there because of because uh, of Shanahan and what he could do for him. Off, yes, what he can do offensively with, with with him. But the problem is, San Francisco don't have like you said they don't have the draft, no, capital. The draft capital. They'd have to give up. Players to get him, and, that Garopp- and I think if and he gives up, they give up players. Then he, and he won't have nobody, right? He won't have nobody. And that Garoppolo contract is they got to pay Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G got to get paid. Put Jimmy in the trade. Send Jimmy. To, we'll take Jimmy. And I don't think Houston would want Jimmy. Uh-uh. Houston. Houston's, I think, I think they're not. If they trade Deshaun, if they trade Deshaun Watson, it's for a rebuild, full rebuild. The smart thing for them to do, like you said, is put all their chips on the table for the Jets. Say Jets, give us the number two pick. We'll give y'all Deshaun. The Jets got two picks, right? That's why they give us the number and two Miami pick. Miami has three, right? Miami got Miami picks the. the they've got three, and they've got two next year. Miami yeah. picks number three, right? Three overall. I think Jets are two overall, and the Miami's third or fourth, something who, like that. Who, yeah, because they have Houston's pick. Yeah, Houston's right. pick. So if if I'm the Jets, if 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 we're not gonna go with Sam Donald, I'll give you Sam Donald and a number two pick for Deshaun. And then that gives uh, uh, Houston an opportunity to say, okay, we either go with Sam Donald or we're picking, or we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick Justin Fields at number two and keep on rolling. Them fans are, them fans will full revolt because that means you got to trade JJ Watt because he ain't gonna want to be there. He already don't. Want he already, he already don't want to be, be there. So, yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things where you. You love to see the power play that Deshaun Watson is kind of moving, but then you get scared, like, dude. You, you, when you look at everything, you only have a few options, a few places where you can't go unless Jacksonville is ready to trade this number one overall pick. Which, in my opinion, from Jacksonville, I trade that pick. They're not though. They're not. They're Trevor Lawrence, but you know, you got a sure thing in Deshaun Watson. Right. Over on unknown a team. on a young team over unknown uh, unknown and they got tons of cap space tons of cap yeah. space so in Florida no state tax I they think it's gonna come down between down. The, either Jets and Miami because they got the most they got the most to offer I think it's gonna come out between those two they gonna Miami gonna trade Tua I think they'll do it I would yeah, Houston should take Tua he's still young yeah I, I'd send him it's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna come down to those two I think that's my opinion it'll come out of those two. And I, if I'm Deshaun, I'm going to hold out to see who got the best, who gives me the best sales pitch. I'm going to tell him that's where I want to go. He can come to the Bucks, take what? over for Brady. 
wishful thinking. <laughs> you know, they, the Bucks got it. They had to trade away that whole offense. To if get. I could get rid of, <laughs> get rid of them, all of them. Now, be uh, wrap up what the lick to read for week six. Let's take a quick break. All right, welcome back. And this time, it is now the session. I get this shit mixed up every time. <laughs> it is now time for our music section of the show. Segment. And, and segment, section, same fucking thing. <laughs> it is What You Own. This week, we're going to start off with Slow. What you on this week, brother? All right, you know me. Yep. Doug in the crates. <laughs> You know, all of these albums and everything are special to us in a certain kind of way. Right. This album this week, the album came out in 88, but I am going to admit that I didn't really get on and pay attention to it until 89 after I graduated high school, went into the military. And that is, it takes a nation of million to hold us back by a public enemy. I got some memories about that album too, man. That album. I was pretty militant when that came out. That's what that's that was my problem. I was in the military. Yeah. And got mil that album got me in trouble so much. I was in the ninth grade. I was and militant as hell. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I remember the, the the first single was Night No Living Bass Head. So it was oh, man. nice, you know, but I didn't really get into it until yeah. get into the military. And you know, back then we had Walkmans. I don't, you know, your youngsters don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you sitting that night in your bunk, you listen to the Walkman, and I paid attention to the Black Steel Hour Chaos. The first lyric when he says, "I got a letter from the government the, the other, other day. day. I, I opened and, and read it and said, and said it was suckers. suckers. They wanted me for the army or whatever. Picture, Picture me giving a, a damn. damn. I said, said never." never. And I was like, I'm in the army. <laughs> they got me. They got me. And see, my daddy was still in the army oh. when that came out. So, where I was at, I never got. I was at Webb Junior High School in ninth grade. But I had my Public Enemy T-shirt on, and it was kind of old. And I had watched it a million times, so it was even crooked and everything. Like the, the the seam was all the way over to the front. I didn't give a damn. I I tried to wear it at least once a week. Once a week. I got in trouble, man, because I started putting up when I got to Korea, and I'm I'm straight militant. I'm in <laughs> like what? I'm black and black, black, black. <laughs> <laughs> and I started putting up quotes from Chuck D on the door. I had the public enemy posters. They tell me to take them down. Bruh, I used to sit in class in the ninth grade, and I would be. Rhyming with Chuck D in my head and just writing out little quotes on my on my little folders and stuff. I never forget this girl. I wanted this girl I wanted to talk to at the time. I ain't gonna say her name. She's still around. She saw my notebook one time. She was like, "What are you writing?" Because it was just like black is black always on track. You know what I'm saying? I'm just writing little shit like that. And she was like, "What are you on, Chuck?" But man, I was me and my older brother god bless the dead no longer with us that was his public enemy was his favorite, favorite group, group. Yeah. i remember he had a he had a bomber jacket and uh somehow he had got like a public enemy patch oh, he sold it on the bomber jacket on there. couldn't tell him nothing but that was a dope album um it was one of the most not one of i probably the unique rap group of all time i mean it was built up of 
a security force, a DJ that doesn't speak. Don't even talk. You had Flavor Flav, the, like the Joker, the Joker, <laughs> and Chuck D is the straight man. It was it was a whole dynamic in one, and we'll never see that again. No, um, no. you know because uh, unfortunately Flavor got on bad times, and then he became the buffoon of the industry yeah. <laughs> and everything. And uh, I think they trying to, you know, what I'm saying they they. They were able to get together recently and kind of patch things up him yeah. and Chuck, so everything is cool. And I think um, they re-released a couple of songs. I know they redid Fight the Power recently. Right, with, right. Uh, I think Rhapsody, Rhapsody is on it and a couple yeah, of other folks yeah. is on it. So it was yeah. good to see that, man. But uh, that's me. Public Enemy. All right, all right. I really wasn't – I I was – I you know, because I, I, I like music, I listen to them, but I really wasn't – Heavy into them, but I was, I guess, because I was using ninth grade. You was I was in seventh grade. grade. Yeah. So I really wasn't, you know. You, it'd been, it'd been kind of weird. Hammer pain. It'd been kind of weird for you to be a seventh grader. Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> hammer. <laughs> you being a seventh grader listening yeah, to Chuck so. D would have been, that would threw people off. I already so threw them off enough. Yeah. What what you got this week? Me, I'm, 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 the album I'm thinking about is around that same time uh, that uh, the Texan Nation of Men's uh, came out. Um, Pretty similar situation. I would think I was, my dad was still in the military this time from, I think from like nine to 12, uh, we had lived in Germany. Mm. And, uh, you know, getting music for us was kind of hard, hard over right, there. You know, right. lived on a military base. You know, you only get so much every week. You get, you, the, we get, we get the, the, the top 10. Stand at the PX. We get the top 10 <laughs> yeah, albums and that was that's it. it. We get yeah. nothing else. But uh, i never forget when Eric B and Rakim Paid in Full came out. Well, yes, sir. That's what introduced me really to lyricism because, you know, before that, you know, it was, you know, we had Curtis Blow, we had LL and stuff like that. But Rakim was the first one that really made you sit down Understand and like, what did he you hear was talking what he just about. said? Right. Like, I mean, even to this day, I think a lot of his stuff still holds up. You know what I'm saying? He's like, still the God MC. I, I was just having a, the conversation with my nephew the other day. He's still the God MC. Oh, yeah. You youngsters don't know, but you put Rakim in that cypher. Oh man, he gonna tell you. He gonna eat somebody alive, yeah. man. That paid in full, man. That beat. I was listening to it on the way up here just to refresh my memory. And when that beat rolls in, and uh, I got a question. As serious, serious as cancer. <laughs> Who can keep the average <laughs> dancer hyper as a heart attack? Nobody smiling. Man, when he got that played in full and said, <clears throat> uh, "I'm thinking of a master plan." It ain't nothing but, but sweat inside my hands, so I dig into my pocket. All my money is spent, so I go deeper. I'm still coming up with lit, man. It, it like I said, his stuff, his lyrics can still hold water today, and I put them up against anybody. But that album, I never forget because me and my homeboy, when we was in Germany, we used to have a little youth activities center. That you, everybody, you know, all American kids would right. go to, and we had, you know, that was where we played our sports and stuff. But they would have talent shows and stuff too. So me and my homeboy did pay in full. <laughs> and we argued for like we argued for a week over who's gonna be Rocky and who's gonna be Eric B. <laughs> Who was Eric B? <laughs> I lost standing it. up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was the best damn DJ that you ever seen up there because I lost. <laughs> I lost. I lost the argument to be to 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 be Rakim, so I had to be Eric B. But let me tell you something: when he got to the end and Eric B. when he turned it over to Eric B. to get his cutting in, he couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> they remembered me out there, man. yes, sir. But yeah, that that paid in full. Eric B. Rakim, that was that was. The I one still think me. though, even that's a dope album. But that second album with Microphone Fiend, Follow Microphone Fiend is one of the best. 
Follow the leader. Songs. I was a fiend. Before I became a teen, I melted microphones instead of cones of ice cream. What? Yeah, man. You, you, as anybody from up north that's over 35, Rakim is. If they don't have Rakim in their top they, five, they, then they, they, they lose their mind over Rakim. Yeah. Like you mentioned Rakim. They'd be like, Rakim, that's dude. If he ain't in the top five, then they illegitimate. A few years ago, he was at, I went to this funk fest in Orlando, and he opened it up. And half of the people did not know. That's sad, man. It was sad. It was sad. I'd have been that rap. It was a disrespect of Rockin'. Half of the people, they were just coming in. They didn't know who he was. Oh man, it was sad. That made my day. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, B? What you on? I'm, I, I guess I'm gonna switch it up, but it, it's a good switch up. So I had a couple of albums that I was going back and forth on. And I was playing and listening to them, and I won't mention them because I may bring them up, bring them up in the next couple of shows. But I was on Instagram and I was watching a story, and this chick was was playing this artist or one song off this album, and I was like, you know what? I've been, I've been, this is it. Birthday, this this artist's birthday just recently passed in December. Um, she's known as the the queen of what do you call it. Hip-hop soul. Hip-hop hip hop R&B. Hip-hop yeah. Mary J. Blige. Which album? And this is where I'm going. The album is My Life. Her second album. Dope. Now. I was going to start singing. I need to. <laughs> look. That, there's very few artists that can put out a very good first product. Outcast is one of them. But that follow-up project is like. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. This is, How are you going to top it? This is the best album yeah. That you that that you made, and it takes me to 1994. I'm in middle school. My graduation. Yeah, you know, no, I'm in high school. You was in high school. I'm in high school. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm in high school. So you know, around that age, you start. I was a grown man. <laughs> probably, probably was Atlanta. Probably was in Atlanta chasing money. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Slow jam. Going to freak Nick. Baby, you need a massage. <laughs> Probably got a Polaroid camera around somewhere with some pictures from Black Beach. <laughs> what? <laughs> Too much evidence. You gotta hey, hey, man. Away. But this album for me was because I, I got what's the four one one. Now, yeah. like I said, I told y'all that's one of the ones Columbia House sent me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so since that first album, and you know what's the four one one? That's ninety two. I'm in I'm in middle school, so mm-hmm. you know, and Mary, that that album was you know it was real good. But this My Life album, I guess I kind of grew up a little bit more. My Life was right around the time when Casey was doing a dirty. Right. Yeah. And you felt the pain in these songs. You felt that. You was, oh, man. Matter of fact, that was the whole thing right. with her pen was that relationship. Because of Casey, sorry. Yeah. And, and Diddy sampling his ass yeah. off. Oh, man. Woo. Just so the title song. The title song from that album. Phone listening to the tape. Playing in the yeah. background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The title song from that album alone, but. Yeah. I mean. It'll break you all the way down. That title song is dope. My life. You look into my life and see what I see. Right. That was Michael Ayers or whatever that. Whatever. Roy Ayers. At, Roy, Roy Ayers with yeah. that Roy Ayers sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be in the background like, my life, my life, my life. <laughs> Don't catch me in the car with my it life. Come on. Especially <laughs> if I'm by myself. <laughs> That's what Andre Harrell was on. Oh, top man. Of world, uptown. Yeah, man. Like, my favorite song off the album is. um. Can't live without you. Um, you gotta believe. Yeah. 
you can go. It's hard to pick it's, a bad one. No, after after them first when 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 that when that when that um that skit come when Puffy said hey put on something smooth. Oh. From then on, that album takes off. Right. But then you know what's, what makes it so even crazier? She came right back with Share My World after share that. Share My World and Share My World was almost better. Yeah. Like mm, almost. Almost. It was good, bro. It was good. Share My World is number three. I love Share My World, dog. Share My World is good. Cause she, she kick, I, I was she graduated. Kick it, she kick it off so tough with her and Lil Kim. Right. With, right. Yeah. Boy, I can love you better than she can. Mary, Mary got some hits. I saw her a couple years ago here. Mary got some hits. A lot. Yeah. She don't need to make no more new music if she don't no. want to. She don't. She I don't want her to, honestly, because I still want to live during that time when What's the Four One One, My Life, right. and Share My, my world. world. I want to live in those three. That's, those there's three nobody hours. that can go against her in the verses except for Mariah Carey. Yeah, she's about it. That's it. Um, she's about and, it. And, and Whitney, nah. Whitney's gone. Whitney's gone. I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't get, see nobody answering to Mary. That would be tough. You talking about breaking the internet? Mary and 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 Mariah. And Mariah has more crossover pop hits. I don't want. I don't want Mariah though. Like, yeah, I mean Mar- Mariah's for the chief. Mariah, Mariah, you know Mariah. Mariah became Mariah's for TV. Street later. I got it. I got. I got to compare. Mariah is for MTV and Mary is for the box. That's true. Yeah, BT. The box. One hundred six cut. The box. Well, you got to pay. Well, this is the OG sports show. The box. <laughs> the box. Well, that well, your video costs a dollar forty nine. I'm gonna just watch whatever they play because they ain't paying <laughs> <Exactly>. for no Exactly. <laughs> Man, me and one of my uh, home, me and my cousin one time, he was dating this chick, and we got our credit card one day and ran up. <laughs> Y'all ran up a bill on we, some videos. Call off, man. <laughs> I ordered Run DMC like four times straight. <laughs> we was just, he was like, yeah, just call it again. <laughs> I love the box because the box was the first place I saw Poison Clan video. Uh, the box. So yeah, the, the box, box had the unique videos that probably didn't even go You wasn't going to see on BET or MTV. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, Mary is the box for me, bro. Music Mary, is beautiful. Mary yeah, is, man. like, she's one of my favorite. I'm going to listen to my life on the way home now. <laughs> You I'm saying all the way. I'm gonna call my wife. I'm saying all the way. <laughs> Don't do that to Red, man. Don't do it to her. I ain't gonna do it to her. But that's it, though, man. So y'all get a chance. Y'all check these albums out for sure. Um, and get some culture in your life. Your youngins Word. learn something new for sure. For all sure. Right. Quick break. All right. Now it's time for who you got. All right. <sighs> So last week we only picked three games: the national championship game, um, the in the in the in two NFC and the yeah. two two NFC playoff games. Yeah. So it was a total of three games. Um, pulling up the rear last episode is uh, Mr. Chuck here himself. He was one and two. It's all good. I, I came in second it. place with two. I, I got two out of two out of three right. And this week we got a new champion. <laughs> Slow hit came in at three and zero. He got all the picks right. The turtle beat the, the hair. Turtle beat the hair. He slow. He finally got here. Give me that chomp. <laughs> <laughs> I get all. So y'all shared the jury last. I get all the jury. And the Burger King. Crown. And the Burger King crown. You definitely look like King Joffrey Joffrey. <laughs> My son works. My son works. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? Yeah. You a little late for the Christmas, Christmas pageant. pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Who gonna clean up all these rose petals? 
This is beautiful. <laughs> that pelvic. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God. See that we can't get started on this shit because uh, we'll be quoting this damn movie all day long. This episode will be two hours. Two hours long. <laughs> Um, so what's our picks this week, bro? So with that said, well, good overall standings because it paints a picture. My bad, my bad. Um, so now tied for second and third, or second place is you two at ten and eight. Okay. And how's it ten? No, ten eight. Yeah. And me sitting over here at a twelve and five. Mm. Don't even add up, does it? It really don't. Thirteen and five. Some fraudulence going on. Thirteen here. and five. It don't matter. You want me to be twelve and six? <laughs> we made whatever. No, whatever is not. So we're gonna pick the championship games here. Just the two games: the AFC and the NFC championship. And we'll go with the Chiefs and the Bills first. And since you got the the, the pick 'em king crown, you can go. You can start us off with your picks and your predictions. Bow your heads. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> who you got between the, the 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 Bills going to Kansas City Kansas to play the City. Chiefs? That's the late game on Sunday. I love me some Patrick Mahomes. Love watching them play. Love to watch that offense. Where we spoke about it earlier. I love to see the offense work. Um, Kansas City is just going to be too much for Buffalo. Buffalo is a very good team, um, and it's it, it won't be a cakewalk. You know, uh, Kansas City might pull away late, but I think um, Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo can score with Kansas City. But Kansas City's defense is their Achilles heel. They're going to give up something. But Kansas City offense, for every touchdown they give up, they're going to score two. So I'll go Kansas City. Kansas City. Chuck, what you got? It's not, it's, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not a – I can't disagree with you, bro. Like, I mean – as much credit as I give Buffalo uh, for what they've been able to do this year, first playoff win since what? Jim Kelly? I don't know. Yeah. The last time they won a playoff game. So they're going to be a team to be reckoned with for years to come. They got a young nucleus, but. They own the division now. Unfortunately, Kansas City is also mm-hmm. young and just that much better. Um, like you said, I agree. For every touchdown Buffalo scores, Kansas City is going to score two. Like I, I don't I don't even see them punting, you know, this game. So you really I, going, you're going out of line with that one. I'm just saying, bro. I mean, it's it's just gonna be tough to stop. You know what I mean? So I got Kansas City in somewhat of a shootout, somewhat, but I feel like Kansas City will at least win by double digits. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give y'all a chance to catch up in the overall standings. I'm going with the Bills. I, I it's just something about this team. That I I feel especially and like you said the the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs is not that good, and I think <clears throat> over this year specifically we've seen um, how the Chiefs can be beat and are vulnerable. So Kansas City and the Bills will need to slow the game down, and will really need to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field like he was prime Patrick Mahomes really. But you know how teams used to try to keep Drew Brees off the field, right? Right. That's what Buffalo's gonna have to do to beat to beat the to beat the Chiefs, and I think I think they're gonna do it. And I think they're gonna get them. So I'm going I'm going with, I'm going with the Bills this one on this one. If you if you if the Bills win that game, bro, I'm gonna bow down to you. You hey, going you can you can have yeah, it, you can have the crown for the rest right. of the season. Okay, all right. I'm gonna give it to you. Cool. All right. We gonna see next game. We got our Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up to Green Bay to play the Packers of Green Bay. 
Watch them kick that. <laughs> the oblong, the oblong ball, ball through the, the big H. H. <laughs> <laughs> it was most exhilarating. <laughs> hey, son, stay off that drugs. shit. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, Slow, who you got, Bucks or the Packers? It's going to be a slugfest. Mm. Um. <clears throat> Like I said earlier, uh, I don't know, but then y'all made me change my mind a little bit because y'all had some good points. I was saying that the Packers' defense is not as good as the Saints' defense, and the Bucks still scored 30, but the four turnovers helped the Bucks. I don't think they're going to get four turnovers this week. The turnovers is, is the, to me, is the thing that gets them over. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind this year. I think it's set up for them in Kansas City to be here in Tampa. I'm going to give it to the Packers slightly. Um, It's going to be a good game, but it's just going to be, what, 20-something degrees up there? Um, Man. Aaron Rodgers will challenge the Bucs vertically, and um, I think they'll have the edge. Okay. All right. Going with the Packers. Chuck, me and Slow on the same page this week, bro. Um, I I I only got two words: Devontae Adams, and I don't think the Bucks got an answer for him. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind, um, and he remembers them losing to the Bucks, you know, in the, in the first quarter of the season this year, and he he wants some get back, I'm sure. And like you said, it's gonna be twenty something degrees. He had time; he's played in the cold, but the rest of them cats. Most of them drafted from, you know, southern schools and college. They ain't ready for that cold. So, I got Green Bay and not as close as, as, as folks would think it to be. I got Green Bay by at least 10. Green Bay by 10. Yeah. I told y'all I was going to give y'all a chance to catch up, and I'm going to continue that theme. I'm I'm going for Bucks-Bills uh, Super Bowl. Bucks going to be so ugly. Bucks be the first team to play in their home stadium. That's another thing. Do you think if the Bucks, let's say the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl, does the NFL give them the visitors locker room? You have to. There's no way you yeah, can. Yeah, because Buffalo is the better record. And there's no way you can give them the home locker room in their home stadium. That'd be unfair. It's too comfortable. You, they got to put them in the visitors locker room. Mm, no, they have to. Nah, they have to. They do that, then Bucks gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you gonna make me go in the visitors locker room with my own shit? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. That's what's gonna happen. Watch the disrespect. If they make, I feel it. you. They're not gonna I, make it though. I, okay. Well, I I think, <clears throat> like I said last week, the Bucks offensive line is playing pretty good. They're definitely running the ball, um, and all it takes for them is one or two turnovers, and they get they 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 change the tide of the game because, um, like we talked about earlier, Tom Brady's not gonna make mistakes. He's gonna take what you give him, and go from there. Um, so. I like them to win the game. It'll be a close game. May even come down to a field goal. But I, I like the Bucks to win this game and to get to the Super Bowl and to justify me working nine days, 12 <laughs> hours, getting this money. But I'm going to be home to watch the Super Bowl, though. I just hope for two good games. I, I, ultimately, I want two good games. <clears throat> yeah. but the Bucks, I think we're going to get that. Yeah. The, Buc- the Bucks fan in me wants, wants them to win. All right, so we'll see how that goes. And – um. We'll see. We'll see who comes out on top. Now, off of that, because we don't have that many games, 
is going to go to kind of a segment like we like we did a couple of shows back. You got to pick two. You got two choices. And you got to pick one. Quarterback edition. These are two quarterbacks that in our lifetime we have all seen. Two quarterbacks that have been categorized or have or who have been who has been given the crown of best quarterback ever. And that's Joe Montana and that's Tom Brady. Out of those two, which one is the better or who is the greatest court? Which one of them is the greatest quarterback of all time? Because we can arguably say these two are the greatest QBs that we've ever seen. <clears throat> Not Talk. in my book, but no. When you when when you when you when you put put together stats and winning championships, if we talk about okay, yeah, we yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. championships, championships and stats championship, and winning. Absolutely, right. You got that sustained but, success. Right. We talk but, about championships. Yes, we talk about skill set. That's a different conversation. Okay, so they might not be the most athletic or the most skilled or the best throwers or the hardest throwers or they can throw. Yeah, the that belongs to thirteen down, Miami. Okay, Dan Marino may <clears throat> have been the the most skilled quarterback of all time, which is debatable. It's debatable. <clears throat> but when we talk about winning, yes. MVPs, championships, um, stats, those Hall are, of Fame. Those are the two we talk about. These are the two that we're talking about. Okay. Who are you taking, Montana or are you taking Tom Brady? I don't, it don't matter. Whichever so, one y'all want to start it off. I'll start it off. Um, <clears throat> I'm, like you say, old enough to see – both of them. I'm old enough to remember when Montana started. Me too. Uh, Montana played on a super team. Um, he wasn't asked to do a lot as far as going downfield. They ran the West Coast offense, which is the father of a lot of offenses that we see now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of dinks, dunks, boom. Tom Brady... He did a little bit more. Um, he With played him. on some super teams too. <clears throat> He's played on some teams that weren't so super no, too. No, yeah, he, he didn't. But the sustain, you got to give it to Brady. Brady got six rings. What is it, six? You got six. Joe got what, five? Four. Four. That's um, that's the thing I think that differentiate, differentiate, differentiate. That's out. the difference between them two. <laughs> yeah. God damn. And the, the, the era like, of football like, was totally different. Right. Though, Joe Montana games. never lost the Super Bowl. <clears throat> no. No. Tom Brady's lost twice. But Tom Brady played what nine, right? But that's what? what I'm saying. He played nine. And he lost three. Lost, they and dominated an era. 49ers didn't. Four they, really they dominated. They also dominated. They dominated. Some good teams in the eighties. The Redskins were good. In the, the Redskins 80s. were good. Forty Niners was good. Um, they didn't completely dominate the eighties like Tom Brady dominated the two thousands. Right. True. So that's why I give it to Brady. But like I said, it's a different. Yeah, was different a, era. It, it was a diff- <clears throat> different era and different game at that time. Yeah. Right. So where quarterbacks weren't protected when Montana no. played like they're protected. Not now. nearly as much. It's a because tough, of Tom Brady. It's a tough pick for me because, you know. Your hatred for Tom Brady is not necessarily my hatred for Tom Brady, but just because you know I was I was also a kid watching right. Joe, mm-hmm. you know, march down the field in '82 against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. You know, so I watched Joe set the Broncos on fire in in the Super Bowl. You know, what I'm saying I watched Joe leave and go to Kansas City and take that team and one worth a right. damn to the playoffs. So you know, I was always a bit I was always fond <clears throat> of Joe Montana. You know, what I'm saying because like I said. 
as a kid, you know, you especially in the eighties, you watched Walter Payton and you watched Joe Montana. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those are the two cats that you really, you know, focused on. You know, Joe did have a hell of a team, you know, between Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Tom Rathman, uh, Brent Jones, uh, Roger Craig. He had a hell of a team. Um, but like I said, Tom Brady played with some really good teams too, especially on defense. Like that yes. defense that they had. His first um, couple of years. His first few years, you know. There's a lot of Hall of Famers on that defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a tough pick for me because as much as I despise Tom Brady, I don't take nothing away from his talent and his, you know what I'm saying, what he was able to accomplish. Um, but – you know, the 70s baby in me wants to take Joe Montana. You know what I'm saying? Just because Joe was just so smooth with it. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, he had everybody in the world to, to throw to and to hand off to. But, you know, it still takes that general to kind of you know hold it together and, and make it make it work. Like I said, they was – we talk about when – you know, I talk about that drive in 82 against Cincinnati. And everybody was – you know, I remember they, I watched a, a – a, I guess on NFL films they were talking about it, and you know they, Brent Jones, I think it was talking about how nervous they were, and they were so worried about we're gonna win the game. They were doing a TV timeout, and said Joe was just as cool as calm as can be. He was like, "Hey, look over there!" He's like, "There's Tom, there's uh, John Candy in the stands." Yeah. Like, Joe didn't have a worry in the world. He knew they were gonna mark down and win the game. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, the '70s baby in me wants to, it, it's gonna go with with Joe just because okay. that's who I grew up on. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I have memories of. I didn't like the 49ers because I couldn't stand them because they was winning. Like, I have this thing where I, I tend to pick for, pull for the underdog. That's how I ended up being any of the Pacers fan in basketball. Um, but, like, I, I wanted Cincinnati to win that Super Bowl, and they ate their ass up. Yeah. <laughs> Even when Steve Young took them and won, won the championship, I wanted them to lose. I wanted the Chargers to win, but Steve Young <laughs> ate their ass up. That was even uglier. Right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. To me, Tom Brady is, is – is the greatest is the greatest quarterback um, to ever play football um, in the National Football League, and based on longevity, based on wins, wins, Super Bowl wins, MVPs. Like I, I, I want y'all to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm not on Tom Brady's jock because he's a Bucks. He's, a, he's with the Buccaneers now. Um. But to see what he did, like the hate for the Patriots was real. Like I, it's still real. It's still real. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't. <clears throat> to see what he's doing now without Bill Belichick on a team that you come in, like I said last episode, last show, you didn't have much of all season, didn't have much of a training camp, um, and it takes you damn near fifteen weeks before your the team really starts to gel and to to, to start to gel and y'all understand what y'all want to do. And your identity as a football team. Um, so I'm uh, for me, it's Tom Brady. And taking nothing away from Joe Montana, to me, that's like the Kobe Lebron debate, or you know, who you, you can't you can't go wrong taking either one. No. So for me, it's Brady. Now I tell you this: if he if he takes the Bucks to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, unquestioned unquestioned, Tom Brady, in my opinion, is the greatest quarterback to ever play. I still can't give him that title, you and it's not because of hate. No, I'm saying, but you can't give him a title for going to a brand new team and in year one taking them and winning the Super Bowl. No, not really. On top of everything else he's already done. Not, not for this team. The team is loaded, bro. Offensively, yes, but the defense still ain't. Defense did. I mean, other than pass defense, they're top five defense in the league. 
run I mean, they, overall? They're, they're top five in stopping the run, but yeah. you still got to stop the pass, and that's, you know. Yeah. It's just hard for me to give it to them. I understand what Especially you're saying. Especially uh, if we talk about championships, absolutely. This man came to Tampa Bay and is now one game away from going to the Super Bowl and being the first team to ever possibly play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl? Yeah, to me that's, that's, to me that's pretty similar to LeBron going to Miami and winning the chip with the Heat. I mean, they were set up to do that. You know what I'm saying? The whole like LeBron now. Right. I mean, the whole the the team is loaded, bro. Now, if he'd have stayed in New England and took that team to the to the AFC Championship game, then yeah, absolutely, we're gonna have that conversation. But to me, he came to a loaded team that they loaded even more when he got here. So I will. I that's just me. I can't put a whole lot of stock in if he does it this year, just because. Duh. I mean, that's they paid for it. Yeah. This is a bought. This is a bought champ. If they win it, this is a bought championship. Right. So but that's, that's just my opinion. You know, I could be viewed as a hater, but that, that's just me. I mean, ever since they let James go, you kind of been like, I ain't no Bucks fan no more. Well, I, you know, I just I think they do they did my man dirty. I'm just waiting on when when the Saints re-signed him to a three year deal and he's named the starter for you to just change your allegiance. I probably will. I've I know. Already, I, I know you will. Yeah. But hey, man, I've been to a Saints game. And they live, bro. Yeah. It wouldn't be that, it wouldn't be that hard for me to switch to be a Saints fan. So, if they get it in in New Orleans, bro. Dear Tom Brady, bring me another Super Bowl. Man, I need to see two Super Bowls in my lifetime with my Bucks. Man, I already got two with the Lightning. Who would ever thought us down here in Tampa would have saw two champions, two hockey, two two NHL, two Stanley Cups? Nobody would have thought Tampa would have got two Stanley Cups. Never. Should have had three, but last year they shit the bed. We should have and w- got ousted we in should, the first round. We should have a World Series too. We should have a we should have a World Series. We should possibly have two. Yeah, I can't. That's why I get off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, because y'all couldn't beat us. Because both of them years we ran that division. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna see about it this year. You know, the, uh, like I, I, a lot of people say, you know, how you became a Washington fan, and because the Bucks were shitty during that time. Exactly. Uh, this is what this is what kills me with. Buck fans. I say, are you a 1997 fan Mm-mm. or right. are you a Buck fan? If, right. If if you ain't a fan difference. since since 76, 76 or whenever you first started watching football, for me that was Eric Red. Right. Not Eric. I'm talking about uh, Reggie Cobb. Before Reggie Cobb, if you I wasn't mean, cheering for 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 Wilder running that thing, see, I really all wanted to, by him was lonesome. I'm, I'm, that's two years. I mean, that's a two year difference. I got you. So, so when I started, got into a Reggie Cobb was yeah, Reggie right. Cobb was that area. But, but that's the test of verdi and thirteen to right. fourteen. Right. That's 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 if the you kind were of Buck a Buck fan. Buck I fan then see, it, it became cute to be a Buck fan. Here. Yeah, right. Once they start winning, once they started winning, and especially then, now. Yeah, because it's I don't care. They 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 got a real great team this year and everything. But when you hear Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're synonymous with losing. Yeah. So it, what kills me now is how fans just want to jump in. They want respect, and they want people to. You, you, know, you know who's worse. You know who's worse than that than football fans. Fucking basketball fans. Oh yeah, true. Ah, god damn it! I hate LeBron Dick Riders. Oh. But but uh, but you, yeah, I, I I agree with you. But these but these fair weather Tampa Bay fans is what it really bugs me because the last few Bucks games that I've gone to, there've been more people there cheering. This is prior to this year, obviously, more people cheering for the other team, yeah, than cheering for Bucks. Yeah. Those same folks that those games I went to, they had Dolphins jerseys on and Vikings jerseys on, and the Falcons fans would be ridiculous at Bucks games. Now I have on Tom Brady Tom jerseys. Brady jerseys, yeah. So that's what killed me about. The fan base here, just just like with the Rays, it's front runners. 
the Rays. You know, nobody don't care about the Rays until uh, they start winning and until, uh, they, uh, until they get nobody. I've been to games, man, where you can hear the coaches talking. I mean, I understand that, but you got I've been I mean, to those games, but you got people like like us who are true sport. Like yeah, yeah. like you know, you because the Rays they were Devil Rays, right? And they had the mute them that Devil Ray on that hat. And I would have loved to support them, but they put them in it. AL East with the team that I mean, the, 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 team, the team that we as Tampa you know, fans grew up see, watching because that's see, all we had. See, right. hold on. I grew up a Mets fan because I hated the fucking Yankees. Well, see, but the Yankees was all we had, though. I, I understand. But I can understand you being a Mets fan because early in the Dwight days, Gooden. you had, but, but you had uh, WR mm-hmm. that was on cable that showed all the Mets games. Yeah. Right. A lot of people became Cubs and Braves fans because of that. Because of the But WGN. like you said, a lot of people don't remember the Yankees games was broadcasted here in Tampa. Yeah. Home. That's how it's, I became. The spring training home. Right. No, I'm saying they used to show well, all no. the regular season right, games. Right, I'm saying. Like, yeah. So that's why I became a Yankee fan as a kid. So I can't say, oh, well, now Tampa's a team here. I'm going to just jump on. And that's what I see a lot of people now that I know that rooted for different teams coming up when I was a kid. Now y'all big buck fans. All oh, of a sudden. Uh, I used to, but, you know, I'm just a home team. No, you just, <laughs> you just trying to you jump just on front the bandwagon. Because as soon as they start losing again, you be back off of them. Oh, that's my second Wait team. Wait a minute. <laughs> so somebody goes 3-0 and this week and they're feeling themselves. Cause hey, they're they're pretty heated about this right, here, man. But no, it's just it's just Somebody's, it's just a subject that comes up. It's touchy. It does. It does. It's, it's a touchy situation for I, you. I, I feel see. them though. I feel them. Though. I mean, you're right. You're yeah. right. That's why people. That same reason people ask, "Well, how are you a Pacers fan?" I'm like, "We ain't have no basketball team down here." Right. right. We didn't. So who I I I root for a team that I that I see that I can identify with. As a former basketball player myself, might not look like it, but I did play basketball <laughs> in high school. This man can attest to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I that's I identified with that team, and I liked how they played, and I liked the players on the team. So that's who I follow, and that's who I still follow to this day. So, but know. like the point you made about LeBron, and you know, we'll end it. It's like every team LeBron go to, that's your team, right? Yeah, that shit. I can't like. Stand. Come on, man. I can't stand that. Like, how do you have the energy? Oh, oh, Miami, Miami, oh, L.A. Uh, unless, because uh, you could tell the true Miami fans, you could tell the true, they just follow on LeBron. Because right. we got partners that are Miami fans like Ronnie Cycli and Yeah, yes. if you don't know who Ronnie Cycli is, you're not a Miami fan. You're not fan. a Miami fan right. at all. If you don't know who Harold Miner is. If you're not a Miami fan. You're not a Miami I mean, fan. And, and they could probably go back even further because, oh, yeah. you know, a couple of them grew up, a couple of my homeboys grew up in South Florida. They Heat fans. So when right. when even when Dwayne Wade won that first one with Shaq and them boys, right. hey man, congrats. Like I I get that, but then they get LeBron and then LeBron gets traded and they going wherever LeBron wherever going. LeBron yeah, goes. That, that, but I'm gonna keep it real. I haven't had a basketball team since Jordan retired. And, and I'm, I'm with you. See, that's why I feel like we can't. We might not be able to get into too much basketball, man. This is a big story because I'm really the only one who kind of keeps up keeps with up it. Keeps up with it. I don't really watch games. I want to refresh my memory. I don't, I don't watch games like early on. Like for me, basketball. My basketball watching starts with the uh, the conference, the NCAA with the conference championship, right? With yeah. the conference conference tournaments. Yeah. Once those conference tournaments start, um, I get into it. I, I watch Florida State basketball games because that's my favorite basketball right. team, and that's my favorite team. Um, so I keep up with them, and I watch their games. Um, but watching college basketball, I was watching the game. Without the fans, you know, because college basketball is 
the fans, especially, the, especially the, when it comes time to those tournaments, that's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna it just be, it's gonna make it weird. a little weird. You have to really be into college basketball is one of those things where you have to really be into it to stay into it even without the fans. Yeah, because there was nothing like I. One of the, the best basketball rivalries ever was the North Carolina Duke game. Right. Like I and that's gonna look crazy, especially at Duke. At Duke with nobody in there, right? And Carolina sucking ass. But we don't got. Yeah. We went from Tom Brady and Joe Montana all the way around the world. <laughs> that's how we do. <laughs> but those are our picks. We'll end it there. Those are our picks. Let's see if my my strategy to go against the grain. Picking King over here said he, he's gonna come on in and get the crown, and we'll go from there. All right. So with that said, Chuck. We'll get into who, who we got this who's week. Who's that lady? Who's that lady for this week? Um, I decided this week I wanted to kind of get off the field and try to find somebody kind of behind the scenes. So the young lady that we chose, that I chose this week, is a young lady by the name of Nicole Lynn. Nicole Lynn is an agent. Um, she specifically, you know, focuses on NFL players, but she has a couple softball players as well. So I'm going to get into Nicole Lynn and exactly who she is. She was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And graduated from uh, University of Oklahoma with a bachelor's degree in business management and a doctorate in law. Ooh. With honors, by the way. Uh, she spent some time on Wall Street as a financial analyst before joining uh, Players Rep as the first female agent to represent uh, the top NFL agency, which is now known as Young Money Sports, bought out by Lil Wayne and those folks down there. So she signed her first client when she was uh, just at the young age of 26. Um, and her client list includes several NFL players, as I stated, including two top ten picks. Um, uh, she also has an ESPY-nominated softball player as well. And she also represents a ballerina uh, mm-hmm. who uh, attends the famous American Ballet Theater and uh, a couple other folks as well. agents. Exactly. <laughs> Me neither. Wow. So Nicole Lynn is somebody we wanted to shout out. Um, uh, we want her to know we recognize and see what you're doing. We appreciate you. And uh, we wish you continued success from the OG Sports Show. Get we that money. You. Give you your flowers while you can still smell them. And keep doing your thing, young lady. We see you out there. Good looking, Nicole. All right. That's it, fellas. That wraps up week six. Week six. Getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up. That's going to be our next uh, uh, big pick em, uh, episode. Uh, no, not with me. We pick em before that? I don't, I, I don't know. I told y'all, on the 30th, that Saturday is when I start my Oh, wow. That's Saturday, towards Saturday morning, so until the day of the Super Bowl. I feel you. We're going to have to get it in, though, figure out a way we get the Super Bowl pick in. So we'll figure uh, it out. Skype from work, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Man. But, but like I said, once again, we appreciate y'all for rejoining us. For those who are returning, uh, love y'all. Brand new. Welcome once again. And we out. That's it. Be easy. <laughs> <laughs>